You are listening to Legion of Substitute Podcasters, episode 648, Legionnaires 3. No, not that Legionnaires 3, a different Legionnaires 3. Welcome to episode 648 of Legion of Substitute Podcasters. I am Paul French, and today I am Game Night Guy. Ooh. And it's not What'd that we play? had... What'd you play? What'd you we play? actually didn't have a Game Night. We actually watched the movie Game Night, which uh, oh. <laughs> was just some, something we'd held off on. But uh, <clears throat> but we, we've been getting these... Um, our public library has been doing some... Uh, um, binge bags basically so it's like you you go in and you choose comedy or drama or family or whatever and uh and it gives you um uh like five movies mm. and um and the neat thing about it is at first we were kind of like well we can just do that on on netflix but the thing is as everyone knows you're sitting on netflix and what do you do you spend like an hour trying to decide what the hell you're gonna watch and going through stuff and uh and and less time actually watching. With this, we looked at it as a way of, hey, it just says to us we don't have to make a choice. We just pop one in. <laughs> and so we we put that in, and I thought Jan's not going to be into this at all. And um, and we both had a blast with it. It was a lot of fun, and uh, it, it wasn't at all what we expected. And um, and so that's always a pleasant surprise when you go into something thinking it's going to be one thing and it turns out to be something a lot better. So, so there we go. That, that, that led to a great afternoon for us. Yeah. You know, John Waters has commented that, uh, since he went mainstream with hairspray yeah, back, back in the days. And now I guess it's on Netflix, but it's not so bad back in the days of going to blockbuster where you go, Oh, we like that hairspray by John Waters. Do you have anything else yes. by him? <laughs> and then people would pick up pink flamingos or female trouble and go home and go, Oh my God. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, that's not, that's not the best thing to do. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And I figured this one, you know, it's, it's Jason Bateman. You, you, you know, you usually uh, know well, what you're getting, right? Mm, mm. Well, maybe, he's maybe. Done, he's done some stuff. Have you seen Koch's version of the 12 days of Christmas? You should really see that as it's hilarious. And there's Bateman right there. There you go. There you go. Indeed. Over to you, sir. Hi, everybody. I'm my, my Legion name is actually this. Uh, Paul, boost my sound as much as you can. Would you please? You ready? Ready. You ready for this? I've been working all weekend. This is the first time I've had a moment to relax. Nice. Because it's been, it's been a big work project that had to be done by Monday at 8 a.m. I did not think I was going to make it. I actually messaged the guys and said, yeah. you might have to go on with me because I've got to get this done. And I was getting in my own way about it. And my brain was like, you know what? Maybe you're thinking about this too much, too, yeah. making it too difficult for yourself. And sure enough, in 3 o'clock this morning, or last morning, I think it was three, maybe, maybe in four, who knows with daylight savings. Right. Who knows? Exactly. Um, I, I came up with this idea. I'm like, Oh my God, if that works, if that balances out my ledgers, cause I'm a boring accountant in my real life, um, then that would be amazing. And sure enough, it did. Nice. And I'm like, Holy fudge. But I had to do it for eight different divisions that I kind of oversee financially. So mm -hmm. 
it was pulling a lot of reports, putting stuff in Excel, making sure it worked, doing God knows what to it. And yeah, wow, it was pretty amazing. So I get a meeting with my boss tomorrow morning to say, here's what I did. I hope it's right. Because <laughs> if not, I'm screwed. So I'm finally having one alcoholic beverage. First time in like a month I've had one. So Yay. cheers, gentlemen. Indeed. And that's me. Over to you, Mr. Travis. Hey, everybody. This is Travis Elsor, and this weekend, I was sweet thing lad. Um, <laughs> what are your rates, baby? What are your rates? <laughs> Too high for you. <laughs> oh, I got money, baby. I got money. <laughs> um, so, I, like, like I think I've said past couple weeks, I've been traveling uh, on Saturdays. Hither and yon, hitting uh, comic stores along the Gulf Coast in my search for random back issues. And this weekend, I did three comic shops. I went like Pensacola and Gulf Breeze over in Florida. Uh, had no success at all finding anything I wanted. But I went to eat uh, at a place called the Fish River Grill, which I'd heard of, but I'd never eaten that before. I always heard it was good. Food was excellent, but let me tell you. The dessert. They had a thing called the Sweet Thing Beignet. Oh, goodness. It was an oversized beignet, and it was stuffed with apples and peaches and the sauce like a cobbler, and of course, still covered in the powdered sugar. Yeah. Oh, my Lord. That was this. It's probably the best thing I've ever eaten. Uh, I I got home and I just went to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) Coma incoming. Sugar coma, yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, so I'm I'm glad that place isn't you know really close to where I live because I'd probably go get that more regularly. You know, it has to be a special trip. Yeah, dude. When when this lockdown is over, my butt has to hit the gym. There's no way around. It. <laughs> none, none of my cosplays fit, and that includes Chuck. Okay, <laughs> that's sad. But uh, anyway, that was me. Over to you, Mr. Michael. Hi, everybody. I'm Michael Grabois, and this weekend I am non-fungible token lad uh, in that I am a unique item that cannot be replicated. Uh, although, God. Will you although, say that? Although whether someone would want to replicate me identically is a topic for another podcast. Uh, and I, I Tune in next announce, week, folks. <laughs> yes. And I, I hereby announce that I am willing to entertain inquiries into digital ownership rights to any or all of my tweets, Posts on Usenet, CompuServe, Instagram, uh, YouTube videos, any or all message board comments, and even blog posts. Wow. So if anybody wants to pay me millions of dollars for a blockchain that says they are the owner, um, I am open to uh, anybody who wants to offer. And, uh, I mean, good for people like Jose Delbo, who was an uh, artist on Wonder Woman in the 70s and early 80s when I started um, reading. And in fact, uh, he is my version of the definitive artist on Wonder Woman, which sounds kind of odd, but the definitive artist is pretty much who you, um, uh, who was drawing it when you first started reading. So like Dick Dillon is to me, the definitive Justice League artist and, and Jim Apparel from Brave and Bold is the definitive Batman artist. And uh, so he just made over a million and a half dollars selling a digital drawing of Wonder Woman. 
with an NFT, a non-fungible token. And that's what finally made uh, DC stand up and take notice saying, hey, we want some of that. And so <laughs> now they do. we're so a corporation. We should get these. AT&T wants all that sweet money. <laughs> and so it is technically no different than an artist going to a convention and selling uh, original art drawings because there's only one piece of original art. Um, and this blockchain token says that you're the the original owner of a digital um, uh, a digital image, but now that DC and AT and T see that there's real money to be made, they yeah. just issued a uh, uh, an edict from their um, uh, from their bean counters saying absolutely no digital NFTs will be allowed using our intellectual property. Yeah, I mean that was inevitable. I mean there's there's been talk about uh about that with just regular convention sketches, but at the end of the day they weren't w really interested in pursuing it because to them it's like eh, you know, it's you know, $20 here and there. What no big deal. Now this right. is and like are, wait a second. Going, <laughs> yeah, how are you going to get uh artists to stop drawing copyrighted characters that's just at a convention or online that is are that you gonna hire someone to, to be at every artist's table yeah. i mean there, there's no way that you well now they yeah. are <laughs> i i i think the theory is if if warner finds out you have drawn fan art with an nft then they can sue you uh no not, not that they can their property it's like they're they're enforcing their intellectual property rights because there's a significant chunk of money involved. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If it's not uh, a significant chunk of money, then they look the other way, totally. like with physical drawings. Yeah. And that's that's basically where they are now with the uh, with the NFTs. Um, but you know, you so he made a million and a half dollars and. And you can buy YouTube clips of NBA players for thousands of dollars uh, with <laughs> NFTs. Now it's it's beyond ridiculous, yeah. but it's like it's like Bitcoin. It's worth whatever the market says it's worth. Every, and, 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 and every, everything is everything. Yeah. And, is, and eventually, yeah. um, someone's going to wake up and they're saying they're going to say why why are we spending money on this? It is literally nothing. Yeah. And then the market's going to crash. Mm. Yeah. Well, so. then we wait and watch the world burn, don't we? <laughs> and so bef before all that happens, I want to get some of that sweet money. Yeah. So if anybody <laughs> wants to buy any NFTs of my tweets or, or CompuServe posts or Instagram pictures, then, you know, come at me. Yep, folks, there's 648 episodes as of this one. <laughs> um, uh, you know, the lineup starts here. <laughs> Feel free. Feel own free. your very own. Maybe yeah. we should all do a cameo thing as a group. <laughs> yes. Call us up. <laughs> if you're interested in having us talk to you for like five minutes about something completely inane, yeah, uh, yeah. Call us up on Cameo and we'll, we'll say happy birthday. Put a profile up. Yeah, we'll say happy birthday to you. Sure. Yeah. Sure. 
let's make some money without reading a Legion comic because then they could sue us for that money. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, wait a second. Yes. <laughs> can't sue us for saying happy birthday. No, they can't. No, because uh, happy birthday is now in the public domain. That's exactly. right. That's right. Mildred and Patty Hill can go to hell. <laughs> we, we, we can sing old-timey Christmas carols to you. Like Good King Wenceslas. I don't think AT and T yeah. owns that. All of the ones that are in the public domain. Totally. <laughs> oh, about my darling Clementine. I'm sure that's public domain. It's right? gotta be right. I would think. Yeah. Anyway, it's an idea. Let us know. <laughs> so uh, on that uh, non fungible topic, uh, <laughs> over to you, Jim. Hey everyone, I'm Jim Purcell, and uh, the last couple days, I guess I was hubbub lad. Uh, as in, I have been looking into what all the hubbub is about Hamilton. Oh, yeah, really? I, uh, I was, yeah, I was at the uh, at the um, the Goodwill, and I got the uh, original soundtrack for four dollars, nice. and I decided oh, to huh. listen to the whole thing. Oh, it's an excellent play. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's, it definitely makes me probably want to watch the the Disney Plus like version. Yeah, you totally uh, should because a lot it, of stuff is way easier to understand when you see the visual with it. Yeah, right. Well, it, to, be fa- also, to be to be fair, I've watched a lot of dramatizations of this time period, so I I gather most of what's going on through audio. Yeah, I I I think it's also good to have listened to the music and to understand the words um and then when you see it in uh you know live or the um the non-fungible digital version (laughs) (laughs) um that you can uh you'll be able to appreciate it more especially if you have closed captioning on right yes lafayette song is so fast i need yeah i I often find that with any uh any kind of musical it's it's good to sort of have a, a grounding in that side of it and then uh It's it a lot. To... I don't know if it's typical, but it's a lot longer than I expected. Oh yeah, it's it's a long musical. Yeah. I think it's like three and a half, four hours. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's not that yeah. long. Because the uh, the CD is two CDs, Act One, Act Two, and both yeah. have like twenty four tracks a piece, and each song is like four or five minutes long, or five or six minutes long. I mean, it, it's the same as it's like Les Mis length. It's not like extraordinarily long for a. I mean, that's why they call like the last big number the eleven o'clock number. Yeah. <laughs> because they usually sing it around 11 o'clock. Duh. Well, I think um, I, the, th- the thing is, though, also, um, I didn't entirely realize Hamilton was pretty much a rock opera or not a rock opera, but but it's all it's all sung. There's no dialogue. It's it's uh, yeah, there is. There is. Yeah. yeah, there's there's some dialogue. Yeah. It's oh, not, there's not a lot, but there is some yeah. dialogue. Now, I don't okay. know. I've not listened to the soundtrack myself, so I don't know what they, they... included in the the soundtrack, but there's a lot of. I guess you could call it not rap, but definitely when they speak, it's got a cadence to it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's all in there. Okay. Um, but yeah, the, the, yeah, cadence speaking, you know, song speaking. Yeah, but there's there is stuff that is not in the, on the soundtrack. I, I okay. I, I spent a good couple of years because uh, uh, Sarah really got uh, got into uh, into listening to it, and so it was part of her. Uh, her, her bedtime playlist and it would generally take us the better part of a week to get through it all. And, uh, um, oh, yeah. right. And, uh, and then when it came on, it was, so I had that pretty much, you know, like there's a lot of, in, a lot of burned, swear words. Burned, in it. Eh, 
It's nothing she hasn't heard, believe me. Yeah, um, and, uh, and 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 uh, not typical. <laughs> not typical for Disney Plus, though. No, but well, uh, yeah, they they edited those out. They I think did. They have yeah. one f bomb yeah. in the whole thing, and that's it. And so uh, Wikipedia Wikipedia says the the movie on Disney Plus is 160 minutes. Yeah, two hours 40 minutes. I'm just looking at it now. Okay. Still. That is not insignificant. Go to the theater that you. Get I mean, I, I, I mean, as I've said many times, ain't no movie should be that long. Um. Oh really? I love I love long movies. <laughs> Paul's got a thing about sitting too long. Hit, edit, oh. edit, edit, edit. Give me, edit. A, give me a four hour. Get to movie the damn story. Day. Tell the story and get done. Um. <laughs> Telling the story. Stop it. Don't bash on them. Good theater is hard to come by. Oh, kids. I, I, and I, and I make a distinction, but I, uh, I, I find uh, there, there are. Uh, this has become a thing with with movies where it's like, it's going to be four hours mainly because we just don't want to cut anything. I and mean, sitting through part one and part two of Angels in America is an eight-hour thing. Yeah, it's an eight-hour play. So, I mean, if if you're lucky enough to see part one and part two in the same day, I think the National Theater in London was doing that for a bit, and it's hard. Oh my God, that's a that's a hard thing to sit through for eight hours. We we had a uh, we had season tickets to one of the theaters in Toronto uh, um, a y- y- number of years back, um, and and I say before we had kids, but on, but only a little bit before we had kids. So we we went to. Um, um, to see uh they had like a, a production of nicholas nickleby and mm. um and that was like uh you gotta you know it's like okay so here's tuesday we'll see you on thursday for the rest of it yeah exactly and and jam was like six months pregnant at this point and she's like uh, oh hell no <laughs> yeah ex- they totally like like you know she she couldn't stay awake in the first one and mm-hmm. uh and we got like 10 minutes into the second one and she's like I don't know what the hell is going on. <laughs> no, it's Dickens. It's it's the same thing when, and I, I was a theater kid, and I majored yeah. in theater, so this is kind of like my special place. Yeah, yeah. When when they assign you Waiting for Godot, and you go in the South to Waiting for Godot, and Waiting for Godot is one of those plays that has no point, yeah. and that is the point of the play. Yeah. Um, the actors redid the um, pronunciation of Godot from the French Godot to Godot to make sure everybody got it. <laughs> and I'm like, that's just making this whole experience more obnoxious. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm sitting here in the third row and then the intermission comes and you're like, oh, that, that last little bit where that other actor came in, that was pretty fun. Maybe the second act will be better. No. Mm-mm. <laughs> you're just like clawing at the seat can i leave please no that'd be rude okay i can't leave all right fine yeah what huh what yeah <laughs> there, there, there's a lot of good theater and then there's a lot of theater that's done because it's like cheap <laughs> and famous <laughs> exactly. and people will go see it because and can. then there's new experimental stuff which i love i love the experimental stuff so I, i'm all in favor of people getting out of their homes safely mm. and going to go see a play so when this pandemic's over, yeah, plays totally. Yeah, Mama Mia is like going to gay church for Christ's sake. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's not a play; that's a religious experience. So there you yeah. have it. <laughs> but enough about that. Alrighty. So, uh, yeah, any... three sips of mead, and he's already like, I know, <laughs> like, look out. Um, uh, so, uh, any, anyone got any Legion news? 
No. I got some Legion adjacent. Okay. Oh, what's Legion adjacent mean? Superboy? Uh, well, let's see. There was uh, AT&T Investor Showcase oh, this week. Uh, that put up torture. Put, uh, fortunately, I didn't watch or listen to it, but everybody who did posted a picture of all of the projects that they have in the works, one of which is the League of Super Pets. No, Jeez. the League of Super Pets, the, not the Legion of Super Pets. That is correct. Yes. Is that going to be like... Um, the just a lot of animals, you know, the zoo crew analog. For <laughs> I, uh, I, think that's be, I think that's going to be more likely the super pets from the kids comic, yeah. which is, you know, crypto and ace, the bat hound and, and ace. Kanga, the, the Kanga, the wonder weapon, the wonder Kanga. kangaroo and the bat cow. And, <laughs> bat cow, bat cow, and, bat and, cow. and who is it? Uh, Aquaman's seahorse or something like that. Yeah. Whatever uh whatever Storm that one is. The seahorse or are we talking about the um the walrus toothy or, or maybe tusky. 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 Yeah. It's probably I, tusky. I, I don't know. I'm a little old for that uh uh TV show, but that's what I'm assuming they're talking about. Yeah, it was I I I, I remember uh Ella reading some of those when she was little. And um, but I, I mean, they're cute at that age for kids. So fine. Yeah. Oh know? sure. That's it. And that's that's who it's targeted towards. I just think right. it's interesting that again that um, um, not a protean sight. I bet. Probably not. And I don't know why, because they remind Prody reminds me of Gleep and Gloop from the Herculoids. So reminds me. But there light, probably will be a probably a comet <laughs> and a Beppo. Oh. It's always good to have a utilitarian member as well that can become all the other animals. Yep. Maybe maybe they'll have Beast Boy guest star. Uh, let's see. There was also the announcement that um, in June, both DC and Marvel are publishing special uh, Pride comics. Oh, I heard about this. Holy shazbot, y'all. And so, <laughs> so in the DC Pride book, uh, they are introducing the Dreamer character from yeah. from the Supergirl TV series, uh, who is Nia Now, uh, a an ancestor of Nura, uh, written by the actress Nicole Maines, and That's uh, yeah, if you um, had thought that people would be excited about it. Um, there were a lot of people who were excited about it, but it brought all the people out who are all like, the trolls. Yeah. Why? Why do, we keep, why do we keep pandering to those people? Oh, uh, you mean people like me who buy comics? It's a, it's a, it's a mental illness. Why are we glorifying it? Um, <laughs> you know, all that, all, all the usual stuff. The, the came usual out. suspects. Yeah. It, it, it brought all suspects. the comic skaters floating to the tippy top of the uh, of the of the pool, just like uh, just like you know the poop. Just like Black History Month does. Yeah. And you know, it, uh, so it's, it's the same thing all over again. These complaints. I'm over it. I'm done with these people. Yeah. Uh, so I I am pleased to note that there was absolutely none of that in our group. So yay us. Yay. Yay. And we got good, we got good people on the, on that board. We do, sure. we do indeed. And they know uh, how to beat them in a heartbeat. 
<laughs> the power, the power. Uh, yeah, there's, a, there's, there's another group that had a couple of uh, threads in it that um, had to get locked down after about 200 comments just because things started getting out of hand. You know, the usual. 100 comments, really? That's when it got yeah, out of hand? Because, because that's how long it took the moderators to get involved. Yeah. Yeah, I... I have a feeling I know which one you're talking about. Yes. I've not gone. Yeah, it's, it's that one. I don't, I don't tend to go to that page because I'm like, I, I'm part of it in case like some news breaks, but I'm not participating. And frankly, uh, I've, I've, I've contemplated leaving that group because mm -hmm. they don't moderate their stuff well at all. And you get all this hate crap going on. And it's like, why am I here? Why am I, ex my time is precious to me. Why am I exposing it yeah. to trolls? Why? Yeah. I always say, uh, don't be in any yep. Legion Facebook group except for ours. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. Yeah, much easier. <laughs> I mean, there are a couple folks. of good ones out there. Let's let's be honest, but you know, that kind of that kind of craziness. Sorry, no. Say uh, it to so my see, face, darling. Say it to my face. Anyway, go on. Uh, something else that has been discussed here previously: the uh, the Who's Who omnibus. Mm. Um, the Bob Greenberger, who wrote pretty much all of it. Uh, posted a picture of his comp copy, uh, says it looks great. Um, it reprints the uh, the who's who from 85 to 86, plus update 87, update 88, and material from various uh, annuals that was kind of a standalone. Um, he, he says it looks absolutely gorgeous, um, which is a nice welcome change from how it was published back in the mid-'80s. <laughs> Yeah, well, those first couple of issues were uh, they were trying some new experimental printing process, and you yeah. got pink dots around everybody. It's like, oh yeah. wow, what's yeah, some of that? Nice. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Um, let's see. The uh, he said pretty much everything is included, except for Atari Force, which was a licensed property gotcha. that I guess they don't have rights yeah. to now. Yeah, uh, which is too bad because that was a really good series. It was fantastic. Um, yeah. <clears throat> and well, uh, that was also, that was drawn by um Garcia Lopez. Yeah. Lopez, yeah. Yeah, great work. Go go um, in the in the quarter bins, kids, when yeah. the cons open. Oh, I don't know. I don't think I don't think you could find Atari Force in dollar bins anymore. Really? Oh, really? Oh. I, I think I think the secret's out. Oh, gotcha. Well, possibly. But it's, because it can't be reprinted. Yeah. Who drew it, it? It's pretty much a hot ticket book now, especially Yeah, for, that that's what I found in my back issue looking. Things are totally different now. Wow. Oh. Thing, things that are things that you can't reprint that are not available digitally. That's the stuff to, to get now. Yeah. Like, uh, here's a here's an interesting example. Recently, Rob Liefeld lost the rights to all of his Young Blood and Supreme stuff. That oh. has become super hard to find as a result. Is, is that George Romero syndrome? Is how it happened? How did he lose it? Oh, a bad business deal back during the awesome comics oh, days. Oh, right, right, right. Shocker. Yeah, it all kind of came home to roost a couple, uh, two, a couple of years ago, and he basically lost the rights to his own characters. Wow. Uh, so it, it does not include Who's Who in the Legion. And on the cover, it says uh, Who's Who Omnibus Volume 1. So the loosely version would be in a theoretical Volume 2 uh, if that ever gets solicited. Hmm. Yeah, they put, uh, so, so they sorry, put you were saying the, on it, right? So the original series, and then there was the um, update eighty-seven and update eighty-eight. Okay, okay. And then miscellaneous pages that were in the back of all the annuals. Right, right. right. Oh, yeah, so that was right, from yes. 
from 87 to 95 is when they had the uh, the annuals. And so it's 26 issues of the main series, nine issues of the updates, and then probably about an equivalent of one issue of from the annuals. So you're getting 36 books. That's great. Or 36 yeah. comics in an omnibus. That's pretty nice. And then, and then uh, Paul Levitz mentioned uh, today that uh, a new book coming out in April called Superman's Greatest Team-Ups is going to uh, reprint a whole bunch of stuff from DC Comics Presents. Uh, it has it skips the Legion appearance in issue 13, which was right. the one with uh, John Kent going to the alien planet, but it does include the Superboy follow-up in the next one. Oh, that's odd. Um, yeah. Uh, also includes issue 50 with Clark Kent that has a mani uh, a cameo with the Miracle Machine. Mm -hmm. yeah. And uh, interestingly, Paul Levitz mentioned that the Superboy issue was the best-selling issue of the entire run. Wow. Well, Bless I mean, because the idea of it was, uh, you know, it was something uh, they, they hadn't really messed with with the team-up books at, at that point. And... Mm -hmm. um, you know, even Batman tend it was, uh, you, you know, they 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 weren't getting too experimental uh, uh, with uh, with who they would team up with, and so the idea of Superman teaming up with himself as a boy, come on, <laughs> come on, and, and come, on. I, I, come on! So, un unfortunately, his uh, the team up with the subs and ambush bug from issue fifty nine is not in there, um, but uh, I I. I wrote that I thought it would have been issue 26 because that was the first appearance of new teen Titans. But then I was, uh, I was reminded that um, it took an issue or two for the Titans to catch on. And then it started picking up steam as a back issue. Yeah. That, uh, that was a, an expensive get um, even at the time. And um yeah, because it was one of those things where they printed what they printed, and uh, and then people realized, oh, this is a big deal. <laughs> yeah, this is holy crap. Yeah, and for a time, it was like New Teen Titans number two was the big one because it was the one that had the first appearance of Deathstroke. Yeah, so that that and became a bigger number than the number one for a little bit. I don't know. I don't know if that's still the the case, but well, and also number two would have been printed in fewer quantities than number one. Totally. Yeah. And of course, now it would have come out in uh, with twenty-seven different uh, covers, variant yeah. covers. <laughs> no, totally. So that's all I got for uh, Legion adjacent news. All right, there we go. That's a lot, though. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I love the I love the loose leaf who's who, just because you could put it in your folder, you could organize it the way you wanted to. You know, that was mm -hmm. kind of fun. I. And I, of course, because of the gaming aspect, because Mayfair was putting yeah. out the um, the stats at the time, because you could get those pages and put them in as yeah. well. That uh, was that was like fun as a as a collector. Absolutely. Um, as a uh, just an, another thing on the AT and T presentation, I noticed Suicide Squad listed twice. Once with the regular logo, you know, like the the bullet holes logo. And once oh. with a logo that looked like kind of like a, a Bayer cross, you know, uh -huh. like, like, um, like, uh, crosshairs. No, kind of like, well, I guess like oh. that as well, but also like the, you know, like on a pill, 
and uh um, oh, oh like a crossword kind of thing well just like like here's yeah. a here's an aspirin and it's got bayer written uh they, they used it. to call it yeah. the bayer cross right and it was the mm-hmm. it was the name uh anyway so they had it they had suicide squad listed twice is that okay. because they've got a video game coming out as that's well? one's a movie think a figure yeah one's the movie one is the game okay, okay there yeah. you go yeah All the right. suicide squad that's the movie yeah, so if you look at the graphic, it's the one in the lower left-hand corner that's The Suicide Squad with the bullet holes in it. Yeah. Soon to be sequeled Suicide Squads. <laughs> Sorry, that's a that's a that joke probably didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> As opposed to going to the gym for Suicide Squads, people. <laughs> suicide Squatter, then Suicide Squadest, and uh yeah. L- look who's talking Suicide Squad now. <laughs> And so it, uh, it it made news because of Batgirl and Zatanna getting their own shows or movies. But uh, so it lists all of the animated and live action TV shows and movies. Yeah. Except it's missing a handful like the Titans, um, the Flash movie, um, Legends of Tomorrow TV series, things like that. But, you know, Blue yeah. Beetle is up there. Green Lantern. Peacemaker. Um, oh, they're doing something with DMZ. That's interesting. Guys, I, I think yeah. I think this is good. <laughs> and when I thought about that, I thought about how Brian Deemer is just rolling. Right yeah, now. exactly. Well, no, he he's loving it. Um, well, I know. Yeah, no, it's Jamie D's looking down, he's, going, "Damn you! Yeah. Damn you all!" Um, <laughs> God love it. But him. no, what what I meant was, um, sorry, the. Uh, Sorry, I uh, yeah, not listing those things. I think that's you know like um, I, I think it lets us know what's in production right now. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah and, basically. I, and I think that's basically where they're where they're at with it. Obviously, you know, Black Lightning doesn't rate a mention because it's done, and um, and you know, there's you know, it's already spooling out that last season. Um, the Flash, well, so mo- Supergirl. Well, the. Super- yeah, Supergirl Super- TV series, but it's in its that last is season, here. is it not? Right, but why is Supergirl on there and Black Lightning not when they're both fl- ending the season? Well, yeah, that's weird. Why indeed? Uh, um, uh, also, we're uh, Star Girl. Yeah, and and yeah. Uh, and the Alfred show and, on whatever. And see, I, okay, so the Alfred where, show. <laughs> nobody's watching. Yeah, the Alfred show, wherever that's going to be. Pennyworth. It's, Pennyworth. It's going to be in England, yeah. Michael. It's going to be in England. Uh, but here's my thing, and. It just, once again, goes to this rant of it seems like Marvel's got their crap together and DC doesn't on this kind of stuff. Now, the individual movies and and TV shows have all had varying degrees of success. I think we can all agree. Yeah. But there's no cohesion to the universe like Marvel has. And I think that's a big problem when when they're trying to build something similar to Marvel. I mean, they tried to skip to Avengers by doing Justice League after four movies. You say and that, but to be fair, Marvel's Marvel's TV is actually as messed up as DC's movies. Well, maybe they need a revamp there. I mean, well, they I, are. I, that's what that's what Wonder Vision is. It's the revamp. Okay. So, they did. They brought in Kevin Feige to do TV as well as movies. Like, and that's well, when we get WandaVision and Falcon and Winter Soldier. Do you remember that there was a Inhumans TV show? Vaguely. That happened. I heard about that. I don't. I think I saw like a snippet of one episode of it. And there was That's also all you need to see. Yeah, and, okay. and Fair not just the the four uh, Netflix series. There was also 
Cloak and Dagger, and there was Runaways. And yeah, there's a bunch of stuff I just haven't gotten around to seeing because I haven't heard anyone talk about it. But, well, but that's what they were saying. That's as messed up as the DC, the lack of cohesion yeah. exists at Marvel. It's just, it's in the TV shows, not in the movies. And and that's an issue when you've got, you should have the TVs and the movies working together. Right. Yeah, Apparently, the division is a step in that direction because that was a beautiful series. Well, yes, because there was a like a power play thing going on in the background that caused that split that has been uh, fused together finally. Good. Yeah, with Jeff Loeb not there anymore. Yeah, yeah. well, then DC kind of needs to do the same thing with its stuff. Well, DC, what they've said is DC is a multiverse and we are okay having different versions of the characters all coexisting because the audience is smart enough to know that the Joker from Suicide Squad is not the same as the Joker from the uh, Joaquin Phoenix movie. I and, would and, disagree with that. <laughs> and the Bat and the Batman Tim Burton uh, Michael Keaton version is not the same as the Christian Bale uh, version, which is not the same as the Robert Pattinson version. I, I would argue no, because you've not introduced multiverses into your universe yet. Uh, that's what Flashpoint is going to do. Yeah, I, I know, but yeah, but they, they, they actually ha- the, the thing is that is what people are speculating that movie is about, and uh, you know they actually need to, you know, it's like saying the nineteen seventy five version of Spider Man and the nineteen seventy seven version of Incredible Hulk are also in the MCU. They're not. Yeah, they're not. I mean, you, so, you, that's two entirely different things. <laughs> so. You know, no, they I, are. In, they 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 are in the multiverse. They were all in the uh, that edge of Spider Verse, okay. where they all they all appeared. Yeah, no. <laughs> I didn't read it. I, but that's what I've heard. I, I'm just saying, there's a point when you like say as a as a consumer of media, hey, Michael Keaton was Batman in the 80s and 90s, and then we moved on to Val Kilmer, and then we moved on to George Clooney, and then it stopped for a while because God yeah. wasn't that a we, train wreck. We 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 live in a, in a world where every movie has been rebooted. I think people do get that. You know, yeah. it is it is no um y- you know, It's not a mystery about that. It's like wait a second. Is it Frank Sin- you know, is Danny Ocean Frank Sinatra or or George Clooney? Like <laughs> you know, it's a, that that I I think those days are done because every yeah. movie is getting remade. They they've got a new freaking version of um All Quiet on the Western Front. Uh, what? In the original Batman, there were three Catwomen. Wait, are you so, saying oh, they're rebooting World War One? Yes, <laughs> yeah. World War One yes. is getting a reboot. And, World uh, War One Part Two. <laughs> and I think that um, I, I, yeah, Austria I, is ticked about it. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, and it's all going to tie into Flashpoint. So, <laughs> I mean, I. I just really wish they would show more cohesion, but the only way they're going to do that is by putting out good product that actually interconnects right? and and product that people care about or else they're going to go, let's go back six and punt on this property because we screwed it up somehow. Or, or alternatively, instead of cohesion, let everything be its own thing. Don't worry about yeah, it. And then don't put it all together. Don't make it. Yeah. Cause if that's the case, then fine. But they want that sweet, sweet Avengers money. They do. That sweet, and sweet you, Avengers money is pretty sweet. It is, and you can't get there by taking shortcuts. Yeah. 
that's that's the issue I have with it is hey, we just introduced these two guys and they fought for the whole movie until like the last 20 minutes and then we order, introduced Wonder Woman for five minutes so everybody knows who she is now so let's put them all together the, with, this with is, uh, a bad guy that no one understood except this, those of us who read who's who this is why Legendary's MonsterVerse is the only other shared universe uh, franchise that has worked because they worked to earn that King Kong versus Godzilla movie that's they didn't go there first. Dark universe didn't work. No. I mean, did not work. It's a good idea to put all those classic monsters together in the same universe. It makes sense. But you've gotta you've gotta build towards it. <laughs> you know, you can't just say uh, hey, well, hey. well, Monster Squad just made it work. That's yes. true. Monster yeah. Squad did go straight to Avengers. Well, Monster yeah. Squad was also a, a tongue-in-cheek 1980s all on the verge of like that inappropriate humor for kids. Uh, you know, I didn't see that Scott until I, I, ha, I had never seen that man. until this until this past summer. And really? uh, yeah, oh, yeah, I, I couldn't believe I like, I was I was saying to Janet at the time, it's like, how did I miss this? Oh, but, hilarious! Uh, to be honest, it's actually one of the lower. It, it, I I I didn't see it till really late as well, but it's actually kind of one of the lower tier of those types of movies. It's 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 kind of a it's kind of a cut rate Goonies. But Bill it's got the Pullman got... as Dracula? Are you kidding me? <laughs> He's amazing. <laughs> That's the president of the United States <laughs> as Dracula. I love it. Exactly. But I, I just think if if they can give us a good Suicide Squad movie. I mean, that, I think that's a foregone conclusion. I mean, it's I, James I'm Gunn. I know, it's James Gunn. Has he failed us so, yet? No, he really hasn't. So if we can get a good Suicide Squad movie then hopefully they will accept that some tonal issues existed and you can't make everyone as dark as fucking Batman. And they'll give, well, okay. They can't give the DC, uh, you to James Gunn anymore. That possibility. No, no, because James is back with Disney plus back with Disney. He's back with the mouse. Yeah. Because they're, they're paying him more. I mean, that that's where it is. It's like, Hey, we've got a new contract for you. Okay. Thank you. You know, you sign where the work is. But you can't make everyone as dark as Batman, or else all these people get together. You might as well. Where's the light in this room? Yep. I couldn't see anything in Batman versus Superman at the end of the movie. Oh no, it's it, very, it's very brown. It's it's gray. It's dark. It's ugh. anyway. I mean, not not that I want super friends, but I want a decent cohesive. There is a middle ground to be to be there had, is. and there's there and there is a way to have when Batman's on screen things be dark and when batman yeah. is on screen but guys Avengers, here, we can, here's the clue we can the Avengers get don't six, have batman but, but 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 we can get six hours of justice league now <sighs> i canceled my hbo max <laughs> I, I think it's only four actually it. I'm like it, it no. just it, it just feels like six <laughs> remember what I, I said earlier i liked four hour movies but this is an exception <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, I, I don't, I, I don't need to see anything by Zack Snyder ever again. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, some of his stuff. I, I have made, I have made, I have made my own Snyder cut, and that is to <laughs> cut Snyder out of my movie. Cut it right out of your life. Yeah, wash that director right out of your hair. Sir. <laughs> anyway, hey, yeah. how about we do some Legion? <laughs> Let's do some Legion. Yeah, yeah. Let's do Legion. <laughs> 
Zack Snyder presents I, Legion I have of Superheroes. I this, so someone else gets to do it. I'm about to say, this has been your episode of the other four talking about movies Travis has never watched. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Take a drink. Alright, Legionnaires number three. Who's reading tonight? I got this one. Got this All Got right. It. So we have a cover continuing our uh, our multi-part uh, cover. And um, so we have Colossal Boy. We have, or sorry, Leviathan. Um, we have Brainy. We have Gossamer. And we have Dragon Mage. And... Brainy is moonlighting as a member of the Ghostbusters here. Yes, yes. It's the 90s. Everyone gets a gun. He's got his yeah, proton pack. And, uh, and pouches. And pouches. <laughs> Absolutely. And if you're smart like Leviathan, you got knee pads. All right. Hey. I know. Hey. All right. Hey. And we and open it. The, the, shoulder pads. The, I got to make a joke real quick. The knee pads are because he's a giant character and he always has to crouch down for group shots. <laughs> exactly. Well, that's true. Yes. Um, yeah, the yeah, cover is... It is of course a uh, Sprouse and Story, is it not? Let's Sprouse see. Story and McCraw. Yep. And McCraw, yes. Um, all right, so uh, and we open it to consume mass quantities uh, because the Coneheads movie was coming out at the time. <laughs> yes. Alrighty then. Um, so we start with the beast below. And uh, first, let's do the roll call. We've got Andromeda, we've got Brainiac 5, we've got Cosmic Boy, we've got Dragon Mage, Gossamer, Shrinking Violet, Livewire, Leviathan, Inferno, Invisible Kid, and the other Legionnaires. You know, like the Professor of Marianne. And the rest. <laughs> All right, so here we are in 2995. There is no more Earth. And uh, and so it has gone away, but there are 94 domed cities huddled in space and in the darkness and dank beneath one of those cities. All hope and reason have died with the mother planet. All that lives on now is the rage. And we see this beastie uh, chasing down um, Leviathan and Gossamer. And he tells her to get down. And she says, sweet creator, what is it? And this is brought to us by Tom and Mary Beerbaum, who are the writers, Chris Sprouse, penciler, Carl Story, inker, Pat Brousseau, letterer, Tom McCraw, colorist, Eddie Berganza, assistant editor, Casey Carlson, editor, and with a special thanks to Gaijin Studios. So perhaps some inking assistance or something along those lines. We should call uh, Joe and find out. Exactly, exactly. I'm sure he remembers what he was doing 25 years yeah, ago. Yeah, right? Um <laughs> Um, so, um, but uh, Leviathan shows uh, um, a reason for these pads right away um, as he gets punched in the chest pads uh, by the beastie. He says, it must be the oof. Leviathan, oh my gosh. Stand back, Jim. I'll make him weightless. That should keep him out of trouble. And um, it, and so he, you know, gets kind of bounced up to the wall there. And she, and she says, look at him. Where could he have come from? I've, and he says, you got me. I mean, talk about ugly. 100 to 1, he's the reason all the underground workers have been disappearing. And he gains size, and he says, but he doesn't look so tough to me. Now that he's up against somebody his own size. And she says, easy, Leviathan. You don't have to hurt him. Me hurt him? Oh, yeah, right. Like, that's a big worry. And she says, step back. Step back. You're cutting me off. 
and uh, he's back in the fray. She says, you're blo blocking my powers. I'm losing him. And he says, oh, great. He's heavy again. You should have warned me. And she was warning you, you blockhead. Yeah, kind of. Um, and, uh, and splash they go. And, of course, these are underground tunnels, so you know what that means. Um, <laughs> and he's, damn, he's too strong, too, as the guy gets him in a big old bear hug. And he says, wait, what am I doing? I can go big. I can go small. Watch this part carefully, cement face. And uh, he, you know, shrinks down to uh, to get out of his arms, and then grows back again, and turns around and pams him in the face, and um, and then he gets hurled back in the face, and uh, the uh, tunnel shudders with Leviathan's impact, and then falls silent. And uh, in the Melbourne Dome on New Earth, see if we can see Brent Brickhill in here. Wait, no, no, no. <laughs> um, maybe, maybe I'm just making a big deal out of nothing. Maybe it wasn't that bad. I mean, was there anything so terrible about what they said? What was it again? You stupid cow. She's Inferno. Put a sock in it, will you? Hey, it's not my fault she's a porker. Ha, ha, ha. And, uh, and, and she says, um, what was her name again? Sarah Kesh. Yeah. Right, right. She says, who am I kidding? I'll never be able to show my face again. Never. How did I fool myself into thinking I had a prayer of joining them? That they would ever accept expect or accept someone like like and then she um you know punches out the little hollow thing that was showing her a picture of the uh of the legionnaires and uh says, To hell with them. Tell with their stupid posters and their stupid uniforms and their stuck up attitudes. God, I'll make them sorry someday. Somehow, some way, I'll make them sorry, she says as the eye of Emerald Eye of Ekron looks on. See, I had it I had totally forgotten that they're doing this in the in Alberta Dome and so she should be Australian. And we really need Brent to uh, yeah. uh, to use his native accent. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not even going to make an attempt. Um, and so we go back to Legionnaire's headquarters, the Metropolis Dome. We found him where? In the tunnels, unconscious, alone. Alone? What about Gossamer? I don't know. They're debriefing him now. And uh, we see uh, Leviathan is, uh, is in a, in a, uh, a medic, medical bed, and um, he is watched over by... Alchemist, um, Cosmic Boy, Invisible Kid, yeah. and Cam, and uh, and and so Cam says, Leviathan, think what happened to Gossamer. Cos says, tell us what you can remember, and he says, I was trying to save her. She was unconscious. That thing, that big creature, it must have gotten her. And then uh, Livewire comes in. There you are, Livewire. This is all your fault. My sister's probably dead next to you. Ah, here we go. He's a hothead. Um, yep. And, uh, and Kaz he, says... No, he's a live wire. Yeah, he is. Uh, hey, come on, Garth. Chill. And... Um, oh, hello, 90s slang. Yes, yes. It's nobody's fault, live wire. And he says, I did my best, man. You gotta believe me. The thing was just too strong. Hey, save the excuses, pal. A legionnaire gets the job done, period. He doesn't make excuses. Um, 
And uh, Kaz says, that's enough, Livewire. Throwing around blame isn't going to get Gossamer back. Oh, that's good. Cover for the screw-up, says Livewire. And he says, geez, Livewire, it wasn't my fault. And Cam interjects, or wait, no, Brainy interjects. Indeed, Leviathan, the facts support what you're saying. Oh, yeah? What have you dug up, Brainy? And he says, well, it appears Leviathan battled Mordecai, a product of genetic experimentation during the war that destroyed Earth, a creature of massive strength yet considerable agility and speed. He was thought lost with the destruction of Earth, but perhaps he wrote it out in the Metropolis Dome. Hmm. Perhaps indeed. Um, it looks it looks that way, doesn't it? Yes. Uh, I doubt they'd let him on one of the many evac ships looking at him like that. Yeah. Um, hmm, sounds like we're in for some serious combat. We'll need a top team. Attention, Andromeda, Inferno, Dragon Mage, report to the briefing room. You and Brainiac 5 are going after Gossamer. Hey, Kaz, I gotta be on that team, too, Brainy says. Impossible. But, sorry, Leviathan, you're in no shape for a mission. As for you, Livewire, if I can count you, if I count you in, can you control yourself? Don't worry about that, boss man. Good. He says, I'm going whether you like it or not. Good. Wow. So, we're all on board with the, uh, with, with reason. Okay. Um... And so shortly, we see them heading down into the tunnels. This ought to be quick and clean, guys, says uh, Livewire. Brainy's big gum will handle everything. Ah! Hello, 90s. That's a different movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you oversimplify, Livewire. The suspended animation device is experimental. It could well be fatal. It's a last resort only. You hear that, Dragon Mage? So just stay cool, kid. If things get nasty, let us vets handle it, says Inferno. Um, and, um, they're heading down the sewers and Andromeda says, what was that? I didn't hear anything. You're not the one with enhanced senses. I heard in here, I heard a, oh, yuck. It's a verm. And she pulls up a big old rat and, um, Brainy says, is that what you heard? Yeah. Good thing apparition isn't here. She would, would she freak out? And uh, Brady says, hold on. And then uh, we see Mordecai. And um, he uh, he bursts out on, on them. He's busting out like Killer Croc did in Arkham Asylum. Yes. Um, sorry, I just need to get past the, the ad for the first CD-ROM game in a cartridge. <laughs> and an ad for Super Mario Brothers, the movie. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, yeah, I'm still waiting for that sequel that ending promised me. Please fast forward past that. Please, Bob Hoskins, John Leguizamo, and Dennis Hopper. Wow. And they're in their finest moments. Um, it just goes to show that sometimes you can hire the best actors, but if you give them crap, yeah. you're going to get crap. Yeah. All right. So, um, and uh, Gossamer wakes up and um, she's in a cage and she's like, Leviathan? Wait, where am I? Sacred creator, what's going on here? This this must be where that thing lives, where he keeps his, his whatever I am to him, which by the looks of, look of things is probably lunch. Wait a minute, some kind of parchment. Oh my gosh. And she reads it and it says, they hunt me down. You want me to take care of this? What? <clears throat> they hunt me down. Torment, death, and misery. <laughs> I strike back. Noble blood pounds within me. Beautiful woman, 
brings me light, my soul, tranquility. Oh, beautiful. Thank wow. you. Um, <laughs> wow. And she, she, she reads this, and he, he's in love with me. Um, and so we go back to the infirmary and we hear Leviathan talking to Violet. He says, I should be out there, Violet. She says, Leviathan, please, please stay in bed. But Brainy says you need some rest for, for like a few days before you can go back out there. He says, it's my fault Gossamer's missing. I was the one who blew it. And she says, it's not your fault, Leviathan. Now please stay in bed or I'll, I'll call Cosmic Boy. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry, Violet. (laughs) I wouldn't want to get she's you. She's now Cindy Brady. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't want to get you into trouble too. I guess that's all I'm good for anymore. Getting people I like in trouble. Oh hey, no, don't say that, Leviathan. You're a a good guy. Really? Thanks, Violet. That's sweet. You know, I'm a little thirsty. Could I maybe have a Kono juice? Yeah, you're thirsty for Durlin, and she's not one. Stop it. Oh, snap. Uh, she says, sure, it'll just take me it, it, it'll just take me a sec. You know, oh, Le- Violet. Yeah. Poor naive Violet. Yeah. You know, Leviathan, I, I wouldn't worry too much about Gossamer if I were you. I, I'm sure the guys are going to... Oh, my gosh. He's gone. Shocking. Um... And uh, Inferno saying, look out, look out, he's right behind you. And he blasts at, uh, at Mordecai, says, get out of there, Dragon Mage, now. And he says, thanks, Inferno. And Andromeda says, stand clear, guys, let me in there. I'll knock his wheels right out from under him. Let me at him, let, let me, me at him. <laughs> put him up, put him up. Um, and, uh, and then he hits her, and, and Brainy says, Sweet muses, Laurel. He actually decked you. She says, I, I've never been, I've never, I've never seen anything that strong. And Garth says, ma'am, we toyed with this goon long enough. The ceiling, aim your fire at the ceiling, Inferno. We got to bring the roof down on top of him. Jeez, guys. Brady, quick, your force field. And they blast it, and he, uh, force field protects them and brings the roof down around Mordecai. We did it. Man, plink, plink, plink <laughs> ploop. Yeah, we did it. Took care of that dude. And Dragon Mage says, let's hope. How about it, Brain Guy? Uh, it says, life wire, any life force readings? Hmm. What? Uh, guys? Guys? And there he is again. He bursts out of all that rubble. Well, what's the sound effect there? Oh, it is Thoom. Take a drink. Yeah. That is close enough. Indeed. All right, um, so Gossamer can hear the the roaring of Mordecai, and she says, oh, boy, sounds like something pretty gruesome is going on up there. My friends are probably right in the middle of it. I've got to get out of here, do something to help. Hold on, what's that? A key? Oh, wait, looks like there's an upside-down uh, poem there. Yeah, he, he writes a lot of poetry. Yeah. Ooh, not good. Um. <laughs> And she sees the key. Maybe it's the key to my cage. It's worth a try. Use my power to make the uh, uh, key weightless. Lucky the drafts in here are blowing in the right direction. And if I lighten the cage, too, I can just swing it out and... No, it's blowing past me. Come on, please, please. And she grabs the key. Yes. Uh, Use the force, Luke. Yes. Meanwhile... um, we see Mordecai has a hold of uh, of uh, Livewire, and he's squishing him, and 
Yeah, uh, Livewire failed the grapple check, so yeah, he's yeah. in trouble. Yes, exactly. And uh, Andromeda races in. Hold on, Livewire. I'll get you free. And then Brainy says, stand back. I better use the... Wait, what in the name of... And uh, there he is. There's Leviathan coming in with his with his pads and stuff and his bandages now. And um, and Mordecai says him. And uh, he says that's that's right. You murdering Leviathan. What's he doing here? And he punches and um, seems to miss because you know he's not at his best. And um, and he splashes down. And uh, Inferno says, great, as if we don't have enough to worry about. Now we got to protect Sleeping Beauty here. And uh, Dragon Mage says, maybe I can focus my energies enough to contain the creature. And he starts uh, throwing out some, uh, some magical dragon. And uh, Inferno says, uh, says, give it a shot, kid. And it seems to be around him. But wait, no, his strength is too great. Keep trying, Dragon Mage, keep trying. And uh, Livewire says, the rookie isn't going to be able to do it. You've got to use that stasis gun, man. And Brainy says, I told you, Livewire, it's only a last resort. And um, the uh, yeah, Mordecai gets out of the, uh, it kind of dissipates the dragon and, and uh, punches uh, Dragon Mage. And it's, look out. And uh, Livewire says, come on, Braino. Wow, really? Um, I... I think it's last resort time. And he says, you're right. And, um, and he, uh, and then, um, Gossamer flies in front and says, no, please hold your fire. Gossamer. She's alive. Ayla, get away from him. Says, uh, uh, lightning lattice. He favors his arm. This is kind of a pattern. Um, stand back. says Brady. Mordecai is a dangerous killer. We've got to, she says, no, he is not going to hurt me. He's got a heart, a soul. We can reach him. What? Says Livewire. You must have smacked your head or something. And she holds up the poem. Look, he wrote this. And Brainy says, sweet muses, uh, a love poem. And, um, and Mordecai says, I love, I cherish. And she says, then you'll understand. Uh, don't, then you understand, don't you? It's wrong to kill, wrong to hurt each other. Oh, they hunt me, must kill. And she says, no, please, what are you doing? As he picks up uh, Leviathan and uh, holds and holds him over his head. Um, ah! Yeah, look out, says uh, Laurel. Uh, Gossamer, get back. And she says, no, please, please listen. And, um, and uh, Livewire says, Ayla, move now. And Brainy, you know, he's engines to, engines to power turbines to speed, says, get out of there, Gossamer, or you're going to go with him. And we see, no, Quoosh, with a big green. It's the, it's the uh, bat monster zapper. Yeah, exactly. And uh, But here's the thing. It's a, uh, no, no, no. And there's a little steaming pile where once uh, stood Martin. Ew. Mordecai. And uh, geez, Brainy, how'd you do that? And he says, I didn't. That wasn't me. Well, what the hell was it? I I really couldn't say. It was green. That's what it was. Um, it was. And uh, um, it was it was the Empress all along. Um, oh. <laughs> you know, Beanhead, I can't deny you got guts. Uh, he says to Leviathan. Uh, but Sheesh, what were you thinking? You could have gotten us killed, man. 
Where the hell did Beanhead come from? No idea. <laughs> You're welcome, pal. And uh, uh, Dragon Mage says, amazing. He faced that creature one-on-one and then came back for more. And uh, Inferno says, the guy does have guts. And meanwhile, Brainy's saying, I just wish we had more answers. I am no fan of mysteries. And, I don't know. A nice Agatha Christie is sometimes uh, a, a good read. Right? <laughs> then we go back to the prison world of Tacrangaltos 2. Um, alert, alert, security breach. Alert, alert. And, ah, uh, cripes. The hell is it this time? I just, uh, just once, I'd like to get a decent night's... Hey, Adelsey, what's going on? Not now, Nian. Hey, I'm talking to you. I'm... And, uh, there's a crackoom. Take a drink. Take a drink! Yes! While you're drinking, Darren, what is written on his, uh, on his uniform shirt there? Oh, good lord. Hang on. Let me blow this up. Ack! Hang on. There's at least one interlock letter. It's A dot... Looks like a G. I'm guessing it's some kind of this is the cell he belongs into or something like that. Oh, okay. Maybe A1G or something like that. Probably his prisoner number or designation. Oh, close enough. Yep. Anyway, the um, uh, the atomic axe uh, comes through the uh, the wall and uh, he's got it. He says, mine again. And they say, God, it's the persuader. The persuader is loose. Fire, fire, fire. And they say, is that confirmed? Yes, we have an escape. We have an escape. That's confirmed. And, Uh-oh. Because this is picking up from when Macaulay did that little trick on that That's other right. planet, correct? Yeah. yeah. So now we have a new, uh, we have Persuader is back. We have Mano, yeah. who's in, in custody. And and we've got the Emerald Eye floating around. We're so we get to uh, that in, in just a moment, uh, but first. Yep, just a hot minute. But first. I wonder what, the, I wonder what could be going on here. Drawing the lines leading to our 93 annuals are bloodlines. Oh, God. This year. Yeah. Our, uh, our annuals, and there's a bloodline beastie bursting out of the page. Um, also, there is an outline of some guy with a red S on his shirt. Looks like he's wearing a jacket of some sort. Because it's the oh. 90s. Um, I wonder who he is. It says he is oh. here. Or is he? Um, and, um, then, uh, DC bullets. That's right. It's Avon calling. And this year they're selling the outrageous Batman, the animated series shampoo. The shampoo <laughs> is available as Batman, Catwoman, or the penguin. Um, then do separately, they, do, they, do they have conditioner Gordon by any uh, <laughs> oh, the imagination? Best. No, but Harley, Harley Quinn would have, uh, should have been in there. Yeah. Well, yeah. might've been just before her too early. Uh, yeah. 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 Might've been too early for her. Um, okay. when Titans clash, there are bound to be sparks and the Titans books benefit as well. Rob Simpson, no relation to Homer and Bart, uh, uh, <laughs> gathered up the sent the Titans teams for a monster of a summit. Rob and the Titans team went to upstate New York or upstate New York hideaway to plot the next year's worth of Titan troubles. Among the co-conspirators were Phil Jimenez, Marv Wolfman, Alve, and Len Wein. The highlight of the summit was when Phil began to recite the Shannon Doherty uh, interview from Us Magazine as Shannon. Oh wow! Oh, <laughs> oh wow! Mm, that's deep. Um, a few weeks ago. 
Our editor emeritus, Julie Schwartz, celebrated his 50th anniversary in comics. Even cooler, part of Julie's memoirs will be featured in the first issue of Amazing Stories magazine. Be sure to uh, pick that up if you want to learn a thing or two about comics. Hey, Julie managed to outlive the Big Blue and now holds the the, uh, title of Living Legend. That's right, because Superman's dead right now. Uh Um, He'll get better. He'll get better. Ah! Take a drink. drink. Um, Dark Stars and Star Trek writer Michael Jan Friedman uh, was um, suckered, crossed out, elected to be the uh, commissioner for the Office Baseball Rotisserie League. Mike will also be the special guest on QVC's comic book segment. So there you go, folks. That's what's happening. Um, Yeah, we forget about those uh, couple of years when DC was actually printing a Star Trek book and they had a two-part... That's Who's right. who in Star Trek? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, all right, so we go back to New Earth, and um, we see the eye sort of in amongst some bamboo and stuff, and uh, and um, and it's back to her name's escaping me yet again. Um, Sarah, Sarah Kesh. Sarah, Sarah Kesh. Okay. Everywhere I go, everything I try to do, it ter- just turns out the same. Um, and she's thinking to herself, if you're a little different, your feelings don't count. If you aren't some perfect little cheerleader, nobody wants you. Sigh. Nobody wants you. Nobody wants me. And then we he- uh, hear a couple people whispering, are you sure? Yeah, that's her. What did they call her, a cow? Ha, huh, can you imagine her and the Legionnaires? God, leave me alone, you stupid jerks. You creeps. Why are people so awful? What did I ever do to anyone? Once, just once, I'd like to show them all. And we see the eye behind her, and it's starting to throw some stuff out there. And she says, God, I wish I could get even just once. Wait, what's happening to me? As she's bathed in the green light, and her eyes start to glow green. I feel so. And we see a whoosh, powerful. And then, I, and then she is the empress. And, mm-hmm. um, and uh, she says, I can't believe it. This is so cool. I'm beautiful. I'm powerful. This has got to be a dream. I feel like I could do anything to anybody. Next, payback time. Yeah, it's going to get ugly. It's going to get real ugly. So we get a couple of uh, guides to the... um the 30th century, we get a thing of uh, of Triad, who is, of course, as we know, uh, Luorno Durgo of Karg, with three Gs. Um, and she has the ability to split into three bodies, each with distinct personalities. Her specially designed <coughs> Legionnaire's uniform uh, splits with her and colorfully identifies her three personas. Orange Triad is a nice girl next door type, easy to talk to and confide in. White Triad is insecure, lacks self-confidence, and suffers from many phobias. And Purple Triad is a fun-loving party girl who loves to get herself and her other bodies into trouble. Oh, yeah, Purple. Come on, let's go. In her unified state, uh, Triad largely uh, displays the traits of the well-adjusted Orange Triad, although Lou is very emotionally vulnerable and shy. Uh, she is prone to secret crushes on some of her male teammates, most notably with the currently time-lost Valor. Uh, but her insecurities prevent her from discussing any of her largely unrequited loves, even with her girlfriends, uh, Shrinking Violet and Apparition. Although reluctant to use her skills, Triad is an excellent hand-to-hand combatant, uh, specializing in the Kargite martial art of Trijitsu. 
Uh, Lou also occasionally accompanies Legionnaire uh, Espionage Squad on missions. Uh, then we have Ultra Boy, Joe Nav, Rimbor, an enigma to his teammates. Really? <clears throat> really? Um, really? Yeah, no one can figure out Joe. He's yeah. such a mystery man. Yeah. Uh, Ultra Boy... <laughs> Ultra Boy possesses enhanced strength, speed, and vision powers as well as near vulnerability, but can only use one of these powers at a time. Outwardly, Joe often appears to others to be a muscle-bound jock, <laughs> thick-headed and quick to leap to action without thinking. This, however, is a carefully planned ruse on his part, disguising an extremely intelligent and quick-thinking battle strategist. An underprivileged kid from the wild world of Rimbor, Joe quickly learned the ways of the world and the importance of street smarts simply to stay alive. Although, uh, alien, uh, although often uh, displaying a rebel without a cause attitude, uh, Ultra Boy is actually one of the most loyal legionnaires. Although extremely powerful, Ultra Boy's strength levels are not quite those of a Daxamite like Andromeda, and his strength is often limited by the fact that he cannot combine it with invulnerability. While Joe is able to levitate, he must rely on the Legionnaire flight ring to fly. Um, ruggedly attractive, Joe is an object of desire of many 30th century women, but his heart belongs to apparition. Well, that that's a difference, isn't it? Ultra Boy could always fly beforehand without a flight ring, correct? Yeah, but he's always been able to fly, but without super speed, he can't fly very fast. Yeah, yeah, totally. I don't remember Which, seeing it, that well, happen, but... It, well, he never has to fly because he always has his flight ring. The whole yeah. point is that with the flight ring, you can just turn on the vulnerability and fly as fast as you want. Now, I was just thinking about the early Legion stories where they didn't have flight rings and that he wasn't wearing a flight belt. He was always wearing that big like wrestler oh, yeah, belt yeah, that he had. Yeah. So I always thought he could always fly. And uh, that was just one of his uh, Rimborian, you know, ultra energy abilities. So I, I guess I always assumed everyone always had a flight belt in minimum because you got him. As the booby prize for tryouts. <laughs> I think they introduced that a little later after Brainy came in. But Ultra Boy is one of those Legionnaires who he enters in a weird way into the Legion mythos yeah. because he first appears in Superboy, not yeah. uh, Adventure Comics. So, All right. So uh, then we get Valor. Uh, Valor, a large gand of Daxum. Originally a native of the 20th century, Valor was trapped in the Begitzel buffer zone for over a thousand years due to the machinations of the evil time controller, Glorith. Eventually freed in the 30th century by Brainiac 5, Valor became a member of the futuristic team, which was largely inspired by the legends of his 20th century heroism. Um, although... Accurate records of the 20th century were largely destroyed centuries ago in a great disaster. Mm. It was the new 52. <laughs> yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, Bless you. Y2K. Yes, that was it. <laughs> um, uh, yes, Valor apparently was instrumental in establishing civilizations on a number of 20th century sentinel worlds. Worlds that developed a super-powered population and were the home planets of a number of the Legionnaires. Like all Daxamites, Largan possesses immense strength and vulnerability, speed, flight, and vision powers. He seeded the planets, kids. Yeah, he did. He did. Um, effectively making him one of the most powerful Legionnaires. When the true origins of the youthful SW6 batch of Legionnaires could not be conclusively proved, Valor volunteered to travel to the past to uncover this mystery. 
This met with disaster, however, when his time bubble seemingly exploded upon activation, leaving no trace of valor. His legionnaire teammates have not given up hope for their staunch ally as Brainiac 5 has theorized that valor is not dead, but lost in time. An ironic fate for this star-crossed legionnaire. Travis, you might know this. Is this the only time we ever see uh, Valor with the uh, Legionnaire's sort of costume design? What, just this, the profile? Yeah, the profile pick here, yeah, because he's got the big L-shaped belt, which uh, his uh, his adult counterpart doesn't ever have. No, I and think be- the SW6 version always did. Had the L-shaped belt? I yeah, thought they that all was- did. I thought that was new with the Legionnaires, uh, getting all new costumes in Legionnaires number one. Or rather, yeah, 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 I think so. It was he didn't have it before series. that. Right, yeah. so he never wore oh, okay. his costume because he was already lost in the time stream before they got new costumes. Yeah, I, yeah but he'll come back. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think he has the L belt in. Huh? I think you might be right, Jim. This might be the only time. Yeah, yeah so he'll get that. He'll get better, don't worry. This must have been a Sprouse character design before that decision to remove him was made. Well, I mean... Could be, or they just had to draw him, and he was just, you know, everyone gets a belt, so... It's it's a tie-in to his book, so draw the character. Plus, they had to fill up space on this page. (laughs) And they may have originally intended to bring him into the team. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, remember, plans got derailed, right? So Yeah, plans changed a lot around right now. Yeah. Yeah. So there we go. So that is Legionnaires so we're Free. On the, we're on the cusp of a Fatal Five, kids. Yeah, we are. That's right. We have so we have a new Emerald Empress. We've got the original Mano. We've got the original Persuader. Uh, we have somebody big and dumb and powerful to take Validus's spot. Who likes his aunt, apparently. And um, <laughs> and as far as we know, at this point, it looks like Leland McCauley would be in the Therok position as the uh, as the leader of the group. Oh, yeah. We don't have a Therok yet. Interesting. So uh, as best as we can tell at this point, I'm I would assume that McCauley would be in charge of the group. I guess we shall see. Yeah. Having not read right, these yeah. in forever, they feel like brand new comics to me. Yeah. Absolutely, he's, he's certainly trying to put one, uh, put a team together for a purpose. Yeah, well, he got he got the persuader his act, so persuader's going to owe him something, right? Yeah, I don't think I've read the like this portion of the series since it came out. Mm. Yeah, I don't think yeah. I have either. So, I so interesting. Is, it it all feels new to me. So. Uh... Tom Bierbaum, as usual, has some things to say in It's Okay, I'm a Senator. Um, Let's see. This issue went on sale April 13th, 1993, by the way. So we are um, uh, how many years ago? That was a long time ago. Yes. 30, 28 years ago? A bit. Oh, my goodness. Good Lord. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. So he says, with the opening splash of this issue... We get our first look at the creature, a hulking, rocky, clawed monster with a Babylonian symbol on his chest, who will later learn his name Mordecai, uh, who I believe was identified as a Babylonian god, which I thought was kind of an interesting motif to tap into. Mm. And we shall see if that ever gets played into. 
Uh, and Tom reminds everybody that uh, when Mordecai disappears, um, sharp readers will consider the green color of the energy flash an important clue. Uh, regarding the last page, this issue wraps up with a guide to the 30th century page profiles. Again, I don't remember writing these profiles, but the three have a lot of details, particularly descriptions of the three triad personalities that seem so specific to our take on the characters that I'm guessing we wrote all or most of this page's description or they're partially adapted from things we did write. Uh, here's something that I did not get uh, as when reading this. Uh, the starting point for our Mordecai story was a challenge to ourselves to take one to take on one of the worst stories in Legion history, the sewer monster story from Superboy and the Legion 248 in 1979, uh, which was uh, Mantis Morlow, his return, mm. and see if we could do a similar story and turn it into a good, strong Legion tale. There's nothing wrong with telling a story about a monster in the tunnels below Metropolis, as long as there's something involving about that monster, and as long as the fight against it does something interesting with the Legion characters. So that was the goal, make the monster memorable in some way, and use the conflict to bring out the characters of the Legionnaires. Our idea with Mordecai was to show the kind of hostile, violent personality that views itself as the victim as somebody nobly fighting back against a world that doesn't understand it. In this case, the creature is completely self-involved and is not giving his victims the tiniest modicum of the kind of understanding it demands for itself, which is why it's beyond the help of even the super-nurturing Gossamer. Among the Legionnaires, this issue really plays up the insecurities of Leviathan, who is painfully aware that he's not, uncool, not as cool and confident as his flashier teammates. He mm. tries to tough it out and prove his worthiness through sheer force of will, and that dubious strategy consistently makes things worse. There's nothing wrong with Leviathan that a little quiet confidence wouldn't fix, but he's got some work to do before he reaches that point. Uh, we also really tried in the story to draw a distinction between our duo jackasses, Livewire and Inferno. <laughs> Dueling jackasses? Speaking of Hamilton, here we are. Uh, Livewire is the hothead who's got no filter between his passions and his mouth. He doesn't fly off the handle for no reason. His anger is usually understandable and marginally justified, but his inability to manage his anger creates real problems for the team. Inferno, meanwhile, can be a total jerk, but he also understands better than most anyone what it takes to be a good legionnaire, and he's the one who's remembering to mentor the rookie dragon mage through this mission. Mm -hmm. uh, upon rereading the story, I'm a little disappointed that we didn't manage to squeeze in a little more personality for some of the other characters, particularly the recent edition dragon mage. It's a crowded story, so perhaps it's a good thing we didn't try to cram more in, but ideally, we'd have given readers a little more of a chance to start to really know this new hero. The artworks in number three is another tour de force, sorry, tour de force by penciler Chris Sprouse and inker Carl Story. The underground tunnels of Metropolis are depicted beautifully with a sense of classy history, decay, and claustrophobia. The jumps back to the gleaming Legionnaire HQ offer a very effective contrast. Colorist Tom McCraw was spectacular in this issue, using muted colors throughout the underground scenes 
that made use of a completely different palette than usual. So our characters were the right colors, even though they were in completely different shades than usual. And we saw the hues we'd actually see in the shadowy, dimly lit tunnel. Mm. Also great work by letterer Pat Brousseau, who had to go above and beyond the call because of all Mordecai's dialogue was communicated in sound effects instead of the much quicker and easier word balloons. That extra work on Pat's part helped us to communicate that Mordecai doesn't converse in anything like a human voice. His words are almost a force of nature. Uh, as usual, we push the limits at each step of the comic's creation, seeing if we can find some slightly more effective way to communicate the story. In retrospect, I can only express my amaze amazement at the hard work, professionalism, and tenacity of our co-creators in taking on these challenges without complaint and delivering such beautiful, effective visuals. And that's from Tom. That is awesome. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Valdez only had like, rawr, you know, so there's that. So it's kind of the same sort of thing. He gets a little, I guess, um, I am Groot. He gets some small language, but he can yeah. write beautifully. <laughs> I, so. Yeah, I also did not pick up on the whole monster in a sewer homage until I read the uh, on there. Yeah. Mm. yeah. That's pretty great. Um, yeah, and that is, uh, you know, Tom going back and, you know, telling us a little <laughs> bit about the history of the story. And, uh, hey, wow. Michael, speaking of which, what <laughs> happened this week in Legion history? Well, you know, as fate would have it, I have something planned. Wow. Go prepared. What luck. Uh, so this week in Legion history, 45 years ago, March 1976, uh, wow. Superboy number 217. In the main story, Brainiac 5 plays a chess game for keeps against Marshal Lorca of the Kuns with the Legion members as his game pieces. While in the backup story, Superboy meets his descendant, Laurel Kent, who is totally a human and not at all a robot. Not at all. And not at all. We covered that in uh, episode 284. 40 years ago, 1981, Legion of Superheroes number 276. Searching for three marooned explorers on a medieval planet, the Legion finds one of their most powerful members, sorry, one of their most powerful enemies in Lord Romdur's castle. Oh, no. And that was back in episode, we covered that in episode 514. Can you kids figure it out? <laughs> uh, one that we did not cover on this podcast yet. Uh, Super Friends, number 45. The Time Trapper has been kidnapped by someone called the Conqueror. The who is devil, also, you say. Who has also kidnapped five other villains. Queen Bee, Sinestro, Kenjaro, World Beater, and Hector Hammond, in order to steal their weapons. Mm. The Super Friends team up with the Global Guardians to rescue the villains in part one of two. Um, I don't think this is the canonical Time Trapper. No, huh? Um, probably not. Uh, 35 years ago, 1986, Who's Who, the definitive director of the DC Universe number 16, covers Mr. Terrific through Nightmaster, and there are four Legion-related entries. 
Can this you is the part where you out? make us guess, right? <laughs> this is the part where I make you guess. So well, Mr. okay. Mr. Terrific to yeah. Nightmaster. So, Monel. That's one. Night Girl. That's two. Nemesis Kid. That's three of four. Mm. What are the letters again? Mr. Terrific Mr. to Night Girl. No, Nightmaster. Night oh, Master. sorry, Nightmaster. Well, I doubt there's a legion between Night Girl and Nightmaster. So. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> Ah, uh, and we've got Monel, we've got Night Girl, and we've got Nemesis Kid, and we and we got someone with a really cool drawing by Kyle Baker. Kyle Baker, you say? Mm. I did say that. More Drew. Ah, there, there you, go. you go. Yeah, that works. Uh, and that's that's the answer. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Thank you, Travis. Skipping ahead, ten years ago, uh, 2011, Adventure Comics number 524. Paul Levitz and Phil Jimenez continue their Legion Academy arc, starring Legionnaires in training, and the Taurus gang resurfaces with dark ties to the Academy. And I that would was pay all... good money for Phil Jimenez to do a Legion series. Just saying, people. Just saying. Good and that was money. All the way back in episode 130, 10 years ago. Mm. And then 970 years from now, which we hadn't had in a little while, something that will have been going to have happened. Uh, March 2991, uh, during the five-year gap of the five-year-later timeline, Sensor Girl resigns from the Legion to reacquire her crown on Orando. Deputy leader Timberwolf takes over duties as acting leader, although the Legion avoids formal recognition as leader for bureaucratic region reasons. Yeah, because this is the five-year-later gap where EarthGov was making everything impossible for the Legion to function. So That's correct. Yeah. And so that's what will have been going to happen seven, 970 years from now in the year 2991. Mm. Wow. Well, that's a thing. Absolutely. It, it, awesome. it, it was and will be a thing. Yeah, exactly. All right. So um, that means we, we are going to wrap this up. Woohoo! Um, comments, as always, can be sent to us at Legion of Substitute Podcasters at gmail.com. You can join in the conversation on our Facebook page, which can be found at facebook.legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com. We are on the Twitter. We are LOSP Podcast. And in addition to all those things, you can head over to our website, legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com, where you can leave a comment on this or any episode. And with that, we make our way back into the time bubble, and we're going to head on back to uh, a time before there are bloodlines and before there are jackets and pouches, and we're going to see if we can make a, a go of it back there, well, or back in the future with the Legionnaires. And we will see you all next week. Back when Red Skies at Night wasn't a crisis huh. um, <laughs> reference. Yeah. <laughs>